move, you know? Like, yeah. If, you, if you're throwing a, you know. Hang on a sec. We got to start over. Why? <laughs> I never <laughs> pushed record. Oh! I'm going to just keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, but like. So go ahead. So if you're like in the middle of like the combo. <laughs> <laughs> if you're in that middle of the combo, like I said, man, it's, it's natural reaction. But yeah. if you're. We're talking about Drangibay knocking, uh, knocking somebody out after the bell. That if. Holly Holm. If it's like a second or a second is a second, like you don't realize how long a second is. Yeah. But if it's like, you know, a second or more, then it's just that natural react. Like it's just being a D bag. Just being a D bag. Yeah. You're, like, it's like yeah. Paul Harris. Like Paul Harris. Oh, right. Going for the. Holding it after. Hold, like I understand yeah. holding a submission to the ref grabs you. Yeah. And then Did you, you say let go? wife or ref? Ref. Oh, thank God. Unless your wife. You imagine the wife grabbed him? Like, <laughs> oh, my God. You I held never... it too long if the wife grabs you. <laughs> you just walk over with got, the John Fitch's wife jumps the cage and grabs a hold of Paul Harris. <laughs> <laughs> like, so you know she had legs broken, too. Like, I, I thought you said wait till the ref. Wait till the wife, you said. No, we said ref. Oh, I thought you said wife. <laughs> I am so sorry. I did not mean I was waiting for your wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh, oh my god but no like it's a language thing I don't a, know it's a language barrier <laughs> that's hilarious uh, but no like th- there's certain D-bag moves like that yeah know? like um one thing I hate is like you know if you're gonna touch gloves touch gloves yeah cool whatever but I always hate that person that comes out hey you wanna touch gloves and then bow, oh yeah 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 that's a D-bag move how about dude? the slapping bump where you're like hey and then you just grab a grip <laughs> That's not a D-bag move. I've never done that. I do that all the time. I don't do that. <laughs> like, hey, it's like, like, thanks for the wrist. Thanks for the wrist. Uh, that's good. <laughs> speak about wrist. How's your wrist treating you now? <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> we were talking about this uh, in class about uh, how wrist locks are so sudden, can be so sudden, and they can really cause issues for you. <laughs> and uh, in, in my case... Um, I had a guy named Mitch Coates up in Boise, Ooh. Idaho. Um, he's name a black drop. belt up there. And uh, he – do you know the name? No. Oh, okay. Well, it's not a name <laughs> drop. Nobody <laughs> knows saying. it. So anyway, he, but he's a, he's a cool guy. But anyway, he was working wrist locks and, uh, when I showed up. And I, I was uh, not working wrist lock defense. You're like, uh, so, yeah. what's a wrist lock? He, yeah. So I was like letting him stay there. Like I kept putting my hand in the wrong spot. He's, man, he popped it twice in one roll oh, in one day. Bro. And, um, brutal. And so I had to go and get one of those uh, braces and then do the uh, – <laughs> So that I could turn my rental car on. <laughs> it was like that. I couldn't even turn the key to my rental car. I kept, it was my right wrist, so I had to keep reaching around to turn on. Isn't that funny? Have you done that? What? Those are just the jokes I could put in. Oh, of course. <laughs> I hear that was your dirty laugh. <laughs> That's why I tried to hold back a when lot of When he laughs through things. his nose, when Paul laughs through his nose, it's because he's thinking something dirty. Or something dirty is happening to Speaking me. of wives. Um, oh, this wives. This is a big deal. Uh, wives... Jiu-Jitsu community support is not exactly limited. It is it is li- well, okay. It is limited to their understanding of the benefit of the community to you. Yes. Yeah. Because yes. my wife, I think, has a a, a very uh, uh, sort of limited? limited understanding of the benefit of the jujitsu community I have to my life and who I am, and and in turn to her. Yeah. And these are huge benefits that we need to communicate some way to our spouses or the people in our lives. Like, this is why I need to be there once a day at least, if not twice a day, working on what I'm working on to move forward with this life goal I have and be with these people. They yeah. matter to me. So, um, obviously, I'm single. You are obviously single, sir. Hey, hey ladies. How y'all doing? 
I don't think you want to be obviously single, but no, 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 I know no, what no. you mean. You know, like but I, because people know because you know, people, yeah, it, we yeah. talked about this. That's why obvious, yeah. But um, yeah, you're right. I mean, like with any family member that you know you actually associate with and all that is they they actually need to know the importance of what you're doing. It doesn't matter if it's weightlifting. You could be a you know strong right. man. It could be church, any, church, yeah. Anything that you do, I think having a good badminton, ba- yes, yeah. competitive badminton, fly fishing, yes. Okay. If it's competitive, yeah. Pickleball. <laughs> Pickleball. Surfing. Yeah. Dentistry. Dentistry. <laughs> That's another thing you never hear. I'm into amateur dentistry. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> competitive dentistry. <laughs> it's event the Olympics this year. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but no, like. They call it Taekwondo. <laughs> hey, get it. Hey, now. <laughs> yeah. But anything you do, like, you know, like we do, like with jiu-jitsu, we have goals and we have certain things. It's, it's, it doesn't need to be a shut-on part of your life. A what? A shut like you shut it like you shut it down like if your partner. You mean exclusive of the yeah. rest of your life? No, it's it, it bleeds into the rest of your life. Yeah, I, mean, I, I you know we were doing some training at the training center with our rookies for you know the fire fire department. Uh-huh. Well, you know a lot of the things I think about is all right. How am I going to set this up? How how can I explain how to open a door to somebody? And it's just like you know all right. So you got the wedge right? Yeah. You. You you know you hit the halogen in you hit it with the axe it opens it up you want to capture the progress just like in jujitsu when you wedge somebody's arm up you want to capture that progress you don't want to give it back yeah. I don't want to give this you know I've worked really hard to get this progress oh to get, right like this little yeah space. well that's a big part of jujitsu as but we learn it in you know? in life it bleeds through yeah it, it bleeds through like I think about jujitsu and everything I do like I'm same here. Like it surfing, I think about jujitsu. Everything well, I mean, I, just literally bending down to get your car keys. Yeah, like, that's not a very good base. No. Yeah, like here, like, yeah. I'm always kind of like sitting here. Like yeah. if I'm laying in bed, I'm always on one shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true though that it does permeate a lot of things, and then and and not just the physical things, but the the other Mindset. stuff. You need men, you need leverage. You need leverage to do certain things in your life, and it could be all the way from like I said, bending down to pick something up to. Um, to creating time in your schedule to spend with someone that you need to or and on something you need to. So I one thing I do appreciate, especially with our gym, is that we have a lot of wives, girlfriends, yeah. whatever, whatever. And husbands. Husbands that train. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. Or they sit there and watch people train. It's, it's mm-hmm. beautiful. It's, it's a great thing. Because it builds a better community, we we have like we can talk to everybody. Grant Grant said this to me because he's Ooh, you know hey, always in the mix. Oh, by the way, counseling. congratulations to Grant okay. and Zaid. Oh yeah, for uh, Pan Ams. Yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah, did yeah, great. Yeah. They did, and and Grant and I are supposed to get together, and we were going to do this morning, couldn't, but um, we Ooh. still need to do the one about him and his wife. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of wives and and benefits of, I think that'd uh, be a better. Community. Actually, you know what? I think that'd be a cool podcast. Him and her talking about. Oh it. yeah, that would be Ooh. good. Um, so what I was going to say is uh, that Grant. Is uh, you know he's always in the mix on uh, counseling and yeah. helping people in this, so he's he's well practiced. So when I brought it up to him and I said, "Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in a," um, I think my wife's support has come to its threshold. Yeah, um, of my jujitsu goals currently, <laughs> and uh, or it did for a minute anyway because uh, we had a moment, and I wanted to talk to him about it. And he said, um, "Does she uh, does she, she does she understand the benefit of, of the community, and does she have?" one of her own does she have that does she have that as well somewhere yeah. and she doesn't 
So not in a bad way necessarily. I'm not faulting no, her. No, no, no. But since she doesn't have this kind of community, she doesn't have a group of friends that are like that for her. It's, she doesn't get it. Yeah. It, or, or it's just not on her radar, and I'm the only person that is her community. And so um, he said, well, that can't really work long term. You know, for no. sure you, there has to be some sort of, um, you know. Yeah, some it's sort of connection. Some co- so connections with some kind another of, um, uh, community. What were we talking about? Uh, community. Community, but uh, what's the proper judo term? Oh, of throwing somebody. Um. Uh, oh, kazushi. Uh, kazushi. Kazushi. It kazushi has to be. It has to movement. be a kazushi. Yeah, and uh, you know connection. Connection. Everything in. I thought kazushi was movement. Is it movement? Yeah. It's okay, movement. Yeah. It's moving. But you know, what I'm saying by. By the balance, man. Like, oh, yeah. you have to find you have to find the balance in life, in your community, in your your marriage, your you know relationships, and everything you do. I mean, I obviously, well, obviously, once again, we said obviously single, obviously um, single. But no, like, <laughs> that's funny. But one thing I well, I, well, let me let me clarify what we're talking about is that my my wife. It's not that she doesn't want to understand; it's that she has no frame of reference. There's well, no frame of reference for her. I was, about, she, yeah. I was about to get into that. It's like, yeah, you're right. There is no frame of reference. It's like when you first did jujitsu, you had no frame of reference of what. You're oh doing. right, you you so, sat down on this mat. And you're like, whoa. Well, yeah. why, why is this guy on top of me? Uh-huh. But no, like it's one of those things where if you can bring them in and balance it right, they can. Okay, n- not even if they do it, but if they come in to support you, if they come in and say, hey, okay, yeah, you know what? Let me see you. You know, get your for you brown belt. Yeah. Let me see you get your brown belt. Okay, oh, let, be a part of that. Yeah, yeah, be a part of that process. Yeah, it, it's funny. I don't understand with my with my experience. Um, it's always been <clears throat> because, and maybe I'm not alone in this. Actually, jujitsu is so consuming on on average for the per, for the practitioner that it can be exclusive of other. Things in their life. And so the people in their life feel that there's a cost. And so they have an aversion to that and a resistance to that. And their reaction is is just based on the individual, right? So your wife, your husband, your mom, your sister, your brother, your roommate, your whatever. Um, That person, um, their response is based on who they are and their experience with these kind of threats. And so they're... So in my case, in my particular case, my wife's resistance is um, is pretty fundamental. Let, meaning like um, if, if I wanted her to come to an event, a jiu-jitsu event that I was – I would have to ask her and really try to make it easy for her. And try, It's not something she craves no, to be no. a part of or even feels value, val, feels value of, in doing. And including the kids and like bringing them and being like, here, we're going to go to this thing yeah. your dad's doing. It's super important to support him on this. She doesn't see it that way because she has this fundamental resistance because of the cost. I've been doing mm. jiu-jitsu 15 years. Yeah, and early yeah. on, it was like the Olympics to me. Yeah. And it literally, when my daughter was born, my first daughter is when <laughs> I started. And, uh, and so the first two, three years of her life, I was on the road a lot. And yeah. then when I was home, there was a good portion of my time I was on the mat. Like, yeah, Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it, and and so she has a reaction. So it's a it's a visceral it, reaction. Yeah. It's not it's not intellectual. It, but it's like what it's Grant what she said. Saw. She has no frame of re- or she he didn't say this. I'm saying she has no frame of reference for the community value. But in addition to that, she has a fundamental resistance. And then you add those things together, and now we have a situation where it's like I I, ha- I have to like reset with her and decide how we're going to approach this and mm. tell her what's important on my end so she knows and see if she can see it. You know. Yeah, I honestly, I'm probably the worst person to talk you about. Are. This you're obviously I'm single, single. and <laughs> no, but like one thing, no, you're not the worst I, person. I, one thing I'm look, like when I do look for a girlfriend, 
wife, whatever. Boyfriend, whatever. Whatever, you know. Let's not nail it down. Yeah, pet, (laughs) additional pet. Additional pet. Additional girlfriend. Well, uh, you know what, I'll give you, I'll give me an example is like, I'm, I, there's days I feel bad for my dog. Because I'm always I out. feel bad for your dog every day. <laughs> my dog loves me. He 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 is the greatest dang thing in the world. But dogs, no, but dogs like, are funny that way. <laughs> no, but he, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know I'm what? Sorry. I'm you, sorry. You can't I see don't this, but it's under the table, and there's two fingers. One one's right. middle, one's the thumb. All right, all right. But no, um, share the piece, my friend. One half's for me. <laughs> this half's for me. I'm number one. <laughs> I'm number, no. But, <laughs> but no, like I like I get the the guilt. There's some days when I was in a relationship. Oh yeah. There is a little for me, there was a little bit of guilt of, you know, all right, I'm gone for twenty four hours, then I gotta go to work, then I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to jiu-jitsu. But the main thing for me, I the issue it wasn't that issue, that you know, the jujitsu issue. That wasn't your. No, thing. it was more of. Was uh, she supportive? At first. Of jujitsu. At first, yeah. She came. She came with and she, like watched. And she like, she watched my fights. She did um, watch me get my purple belt. She came for that. Yeah, but did I, she find value in that? Did she ever be like, "Wow, that was really amazing"? Did she ever express that that felt interesting to her? I, I don't know. I, did you go do something with her like that? I'm, I'd whatever she was into, I'd try to get into it. Like, like what? Like you know, hey, you want to go watch the new Batman? Maybe, heck yeah! That's a movie. Yeah, but you know, what I'm saying like I mean, like hobbies or like. Um, uh, I'd support like I always supported like one thing I do and I the way I value people and the way I show value is by being there for you. Yeah, like, time. Yeah, you're time. a time. I'm, I'm a time person. You I are. Lo- like I, I felt guilty for being one minute late today. Oh right. I was like. Frick. But you came and did the. But I still. You feel, came and did the ookie thing with me, yeah, and that but was I like still, a really. Va- I knew I what still, that meant to you. I still feel feel like crap for being late. Oh okay, yeah, but that but that's like giving money. Like for you, it's like giving money. Exactly to I, someone. You know, that's the one thing I I've learned about myself is I'm a time person. I I I value time. Okay. Hard. Yeah. But. You know, it's your love language. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> you love me. No, but You're like my Uki. But no, like when it comes down to stuff like that, I mean, yeah, you know, there were certain things she asked me to do, like, hey, can you do man the grill over at this place? We have a oh, okay, yeah, for something she was doing, yeah, a and, function. And I would do it. I mean, I wouldn't do the best job because I was like, man, this is freaking boring. Oh, okay. But you know, I'd still. Did do you guys it. have totally different friends? We had mutual friends, but this was like later on when she was in the real estate game. Oh, okay. So it was more like that. And I mean, it let me ask you this: at, at, uh, with for fear of like, I don't want to like no, you can pry. disparage her. No, but I want to ask this: um, Do you feel like the like real estate community is is uh, they have to be careful to not be fake? <sighs> Because it seems like a lot of the interactions are very superficial, and I and I and I noticed that like everybody's on the same. I feel like I'm an, whenever what I don't want to say it. It feels like Hollywoody, where it's it like, does. oh hey, like, oh my god, like let's get together. And everybody wants. And I, I do that for male and female. There's like an upbeat culture. It's it, like it's like this culture of like gotta be, you upbeat, have to be and upbeat and positive. 
Yeah, but then you actually there's no like downer like real estate guy. No, you, then you actually sit down with them and they're like, Burr. like once you get them out of that mode, they get all downery. You're like, bro. Let me, let me present this. So if there's like five different types of people um, in the world that you meet, like let's say there's a real upbeat dude, and then there's the kind of like um, kind of upbeat but like pretty re- pretty reasonable. Yeah. Then there's the uh, you know kind of like how you draw it out downbeat. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying like it, <laughs> yeah. There's five and they're all like these different. Parts different of the directions. Spectrum. They're different directions. Let's say there's five different, yes, of peep types. I would say more, like well, six, okay. Seven. But anyway, let's boil it down to five. And so if there's five, and and uh, and the two extremes are the really upbeat person, and then the kind of like super like um, critical thinker, like, um, but he'll always give you the straight answer yeah. kind of guy. That's how the world is. But then when you meet real estate agents, they're all kind of up in the upbeat area. Yeah, they're and all then, bubbly. So, they're very so there's, bubbly. So I don't think it's all – it's that every, that only those types gravitate toward it. I think that's the culture. It is. And so people are forced to not be themselves. And Whereas I would rather talk to somebody who's themselves. So that goes back to our community conversation is that community does have its – you know, it has its little thing. Our community in jiu-jitsu kind of bleeds into every community. Yeah. And – Going back is always showing support. Showing it do, support doesn't mean time. It doesn't mean, but it's like actually knowing or giving money or whatever. Whatever your whatever your love language is, bringing back to what we we're saying about you know the jujitsu community or the fighting community or valuing okay. or valuing what they do. Like How about valuing your time. If I was married to you, let's say, and um, let's not get into the other part, like Ooh. the physical part. We don't need to do that. You'd be definitely, you'd be definitely be big. Let's say you're handing out <laughs> <my> privates. <laughs> so no, but if, if I'm if I'm married uh, to you and and you you're in jujitsu and I want to support you in this, I don't necessarily have to show up for every single no, thing. But no. there has to be an urgency in my heart about your need to show up. Yes. So that that's the part that to me. I feel like can lack and feels like a real slight interpersonally in a marriage. Yeah. Where it, whether it's ceramics or jujitsu or running or whatever, just dentistry. <laughs> <laughs> Amateur dentistry. Yeah, but the thing about dentistry is a job. You can make money doing it, and then that, that's the thing. I have to go to work, honey. And then, oh, of course. You know? But but like I'm not, not making money doing jujitsu. So, yeah. Like, I wish I don't, you had an amateur taxidermist. You know what else I thought of, too? I shouldn't have your taxidermist. That's a hobby. <laughs> That's a hobby. Yeah, that happens. Yeah, yeah. A little strange. But so anyway, so the, the, sorry for our amateur dentist and for talks. all of you. Yeah, I think John needs a taxidermist, uh, but I think he's starting with uh, he puts them on his face. So he has he's whatever he's working on. <laughs> Hangs off of his face. <laughs> I don't even know. It's not complete yet, but I think it's some sort of raccoon or uh, oh, or some sort of wolverine. But it's hanging from his yeah, chin. Yeah. yeah, but he's not. Compl- he's only got the f- the bottom half of it. I think. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he says my wife would just see attending a tournament as a chore, basically having to watch the kids and not being able to get anything else she wants to do done. Mm. He would. That's how his wife sees it. I believe that's how my wife would see it as yeah. well. But but that's my point is that it's not about her time at that point. It's about her understanding of the urgency of your need to be there. And if that's the case, then I don't. Yeah, it's a, this is a weird question. It's very loaded because it's like. Uh, depending on how that your partner sees it, you know what I'm saying? Like for me being, or how you need them to exactly. And then you, you, I guess we're trying to define support, but these are different people doing different things. There's different dynamics based on different lives, different, uh, some people, you know, work a lot. Some people don't work a lot. Some people have kids. Some people don't have kids. And then 
at the end of it, it's just for me is interest, interest in what you're doing. How was your day? How was training? Oh my God. It was great. I did this, that, the other, you don't, I, I can guarantee you, I, I talked to my parents or, you know, talk it. I, I talked to my parents or I talked to, you know, somebody and I talk about jujitsu. I can see the blank stare at him and I'm probably ear beating him to death, <laughs> yeah. but it's, they still, as long as you look like you care and you actually ask questions, I'm doing it could it be, right now. It could be super, <laughs> I could tell, <laughs> no, but it could be superficial, but it shows that it, it doesn't have to be like superficial. Like, Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. But no, you like, if you're really into that part of that relationship, it would be like, Oh, that's cool. And they, you know, catch a couple of terminologies and Oh man, that's awesome. One yeah, so have you ever, okay, so maybe it comes down to being a good listener. Not everybody's going to be a good oh, listener. No. You may have a spouse that's like just terrible at listening, but then you'll find later that they heard you. <laughs> no, 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 I mean this. I'm joking. I mean, no, 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 listen, I'm, I'm saying that like you find out later they heard you, meaning, meaning like you're talking up a storm about all these great things. You're like, ah, you don't care, whatever, you know. Oh, no, no, I do. I listen. You know, I'm, I'm listening to her. I hear you. My wife does that where she doesn't inter- interact as much about things, but then later I'll find out that she that it was absorbed yeah. and then she'll do something nice. That's at a, a deep she'll level. She'll buy you a that shows <laughs> that she was listening to it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, it, I mean, I'm that's just... been one thing in the past actually that she did buy me a gift for a birthday, but I think I, you know, that was something else. No, I'm but... talking about like very specific, yeah. like well, things that she absorbed when I thought she wasn't listening. And, and that, that happens a lot too. And you know what? That's that's us as people and as practitioners and whatever we do is that's something that we think our time or our our part of our conversation is the most important. Right. Uh, when when listening to it might be the most important yeah. part. Yeah. And and also here, here's the thing that ha- hamstrings it too is resentment. So if you start to get resentment going between each other, yeah. now let's say you're mad at your spouse or whatever, and uh, and you you have that resentful interaction where you you know where now you're wantonly is it wantonly ignoring yes um, ignoring details about their life because you want to show them that the, you're not pleased with them and that can create a snowball it can because that yeah because I, then now that yeah, it's count then you got to counter resent and you got to <laughs> yeah. like kazushi yeah. this way through it well <laughs> you counter resent yeah. them so then you've got resent resentment it, on both it sides just kind of gets to this you know, head yeah, it's like collision. how could I possibly care about what you're doing when you're just so you know disrespectful of what I'm doing? And you're like, but but you started it, you know? It's yeah. kind of like childish. So so who's so if you if you know this and you want to stop the madness and say, hey, I'm going to go back to trying to love you, but that person then still doesn't come clear to you, doesn't doesn't show you change or show you that you that they see that these things matter to you through change. Then what do you do to communicate it? Uh, John Eden says grizzly bear. I don't know what that means exactly. <laughs> no, oh, that's what he's yeah. making. Yeah. <laughs> that's, what, that's actually what I was thinking. I was thinking he was, when yeah. I got my black belt, he would you know, yeah. give me a full grizzly bear <laughs> to put in my whole house. <laughs> That'd be a nice gift. Yeah, it would be. If he cares about you, he'll yeah. do that. And if he doesn't, then you can resent him. Then I'm going to choke him harder. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the resentfulness has a physical manifestation <laughs> No, um... called a north-south choke. <laughs> oh, that was brutal. That was brutal. Uh, yeah, no, but I'll, but let's get let's get to the end of this and get off of this yeah. topic because it's, it's like kind of making me sad and like no, <laughs> is it really? No, no, oh, actually, okay. and, and you know, I, I told you what was going on. It's just it's just on my mind. And you're at the year anniversary. Yeah, yeah, I'm a year single, single, guys. <laughs> a year single, which means in six months you can date again. 
six months. Let's back that. Let's keep backing that one up. <laughs> six more months, you get to date again. <laughs> yeah, anybody sure. you want. Yeah. yeah, they say about a year and a half is what it takes. Yeah, and I can feel it, man. I can feel that. You still feel it. You still feel, oh right, so you still feel not ready. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's amazing, it's isn't weird. it? That we can know all these things we know, but the time itself somehow has an impact on yeah. us. Yeah, well, you know, that's like really profound, like yeah. as far as like affecting our ability to be in a relationship. Yeah, like I'd, be autonomous. First of all, I do enjoy my freedom. I, I truly do. It's the greatest thing in the world. It is. Yeah. The world. <laughs> John, John even just posted. Okay, so John, John, I think feels bad about his previous post about his wife. <laughs> I love this. This is how I talk to. Like, what I mean you. is, I don't mean that she, you know, he no, says, but- I mean she's very supportive of me practicing and comp- and competing, etc. But she doesn't um, need or want to, to necessarily dedicate her time to. Yeah, it. that's what we're saying. But that's what we're saying. Like, yeah, going back to the resentment thing, I and. It's being the bigger person. It is being the bigger person yeah, than that. Which you got nailed. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, honestly. I know what you mean. It's by being the bigger person on this is like, you know, maybe sacrificing a training day. Maybe. Oh, yeah. Like, if you're not a competitor, if you're not like a. Right, you're not making your paycheck on it and exactly. nobody's expecting you to be somewhere. If you're a yeah. hobbyist or, you know, an amateur competitor. Yeah, maybe taking a day off and you know going to the beach or you know doing what they like to and do and be present, be with present the people with in your life. Or yes. you know what, something, uh, I maybe if they want to go travel with some family members or whatever, you like all right, cool. Like for you, like you know, I'm gonna take care of the kids this week. Yeah, whatever you have the you have the week off. And yeah, yeah you know what, it sucks. So, so the give and take of the trade. That happens, right? Yeah, and right. it has to. But but here here's what happens in a, in a family: people start to take advantage, or not advantage, take for granted the sacrifices that people make if it's too regular. Yeah, and and what I mean by that is my own experience with this. My wife does things around the house that I start to forget she's doing, and then she gets upset that I'm not noticing she's doing them. And likewise, on my end, it happens in everything, man. Mm-hmm. Everything you, everything we do. Sometimes, sometimes I feel like I take. I take for granted, you know, coming out here to podcast because I know you have your family and you have all that. I feel bad because I'm like, yo, I don't want to take away. Oh, no, no. no, the kids. no I'm, t- yeah. I'm saying like, yeah, like, you know, like the late night ones because, you know. All- oh, right. I, I do feel bad. You're very cool about that because we've set up and dropped three yeah, of them in a, a row because okay. I just get to that point where I'm like, I know I got to go read to Violet. Yeah. And you yeah. know what? That's all good. But, you know, it's always you. Yeah, we do take a. We, you know, take for granted. Take for granted the sacrifice our partners are making. And then, then that that can get you can get really resentful on that. Like, yo, you know, I'm cooking, I'm cleaning, I'm, you know, (laughs) wow, I'm rehashing a lot of memories here. But like, and then you're like, bro, I've done all this. I'm gonna go do jitsu now because I've done all everything you've ever asked. Mm -hmm. And then, but have you? Maybe in your perception, in but your maybe perception. The, the lack of communication means that there's stuff that you did not exactly, do. Okay. and that's part of it, man. Okay, and that's the rub. Yeah, that's the rub. It's like you almost how how often is that? Well, we can get into this. Yeah, but we can the, get on. What's the most? What's the what's the most frequent uh, reset you need as a couple? At least every couple weeks, at least a week, at least a month. Like when when do you sit down and go? All right, let's reset. What are you doing every morning? What are you doing every night? Um, what's our balance? How's our balance? Are you doing more selfish time than more time with me? Are you I, working for you know? What I, are you doing? Or what I are you contributing? I can't answer that, man. No, it's weird that I brought you in to talk about relationships. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> You know, it's funny Not, it's, because you have a unique perspective. Yeah, you're I mean, out of one. Yeah, it's it's crazy to me, and it's it's wonderful 
it, it is wonderful to have somebody who does support you and who does give you the time to do that. But as, as somebody and, you know, check your ego at the door is you also have to support them and what they yeah. do. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the thing. If they it's a do get- stuff, but see, that's the other imbalance is that sometimes people don't. And but so the person is like, it. come on, let's follow me. Like sometimes I, I've been married before. Sometimes you gotta, you know, sit back and you know, they don't want to do anything. They want to sit down couch and do Netflix right. and chill. Well, not okay. Ne- not Netflix, like real Netflix and chill. <laughs> not, you know, Netflix and, uh, well, you know. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> no chicken and, um, yeah, you can rhyme with chicken with. A D word. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know we were doing that, but okay. <laughs> wow. I don't Chicken know and dicken. <laughs> okay. I didn't know what you meant. But no, like, if, if that's what they like. I'm like, I love chicken. Okay, go ahead. If that's what they like, yeah. then, you know, sometimes you have to take it. You you have to take time out of, out of our schedule. Oh, even to do the non sort of stuff that you. Yeah, yeah of course. The, yeah, because to them, like, what are you doing? Rolling around with dudes? Like, yeah, okay, it's kind of that, weird. Yeah, that's just. Gnarly. All right, all right, all right. It's now bad. let's get it's, off of this. Let's get off of this because, but guys, like if you take anything away from this, sometimes always, always try to find balance, man. Balance in life. This coming from a man, someone who who's very has unbalanced. to schedule his life with no one but himself. Which, <laughs> <laughs> which is all right. Which is awesome. I'm going to ask you how that feels later. But for Ooh. now, let's talk about last weekend. So wow, what? Wow. What? Dude, that dude right, that right, right. Barboza kicks and hits hard and quick. Bro. And when he hit that dude in the temple, who was it? Bujan or Bourgeois? Yeah. I forget. Whoever the, the whoever that guy was. No. First he got hit in the temple. The guy stood there and then suddenly his brain slowly shut off. That I've never seen that. No one's ever seen it. What happened? Has anybody even checked on that guy? <laughs> <laughs> I think he's dead. <laughs> no. Because no. Dana followed him out and was like, You're going to the hospital yeah. right now. He's like, I'm fine. He's like, No, you're no, not. no, you're not. Yeah. Bro. All right, that is probably the scariest knockout I've ever seen. That was weird. Cause, not cause not because it was like, it wasn't. It was like a liver shot. Like you ever right. seen a good That's like boxing did. twenty with a liver second shot? delay? Bah, right yep. to the liver. Then you just see him. And I've been sh- I've been hitting the liver before. It absolutely sucks. Okay, your whole you're like, body. You're good. Seizes, you're right? good. You're good. Oh no, I'm not so good. That's what was going on through his mind. It's like, oh, I'm good. I'm good. Oh, well, no. he literally lost his balance. Like, he just oh, fell backwards. Oh, and no, I think balance. hitting his head on the rail didn't help. No. And then down he went, and well, he was face down, unconscious. You got to look at the punch. Like the punch combo was awesome. That that jab. Yep, it was a strong jab. And, it was a, a strong jab. Yeah, it was. As he hit some, bam. So his brain's kind of going like this. Then that overhand right came over, Pop. so it makes his brain go this way too. So his brain was going like this way or this yeah. way. Yeah, it probably Boom. spun it. Yeah, like and then probably hit his e- uh, equilibrium, and that's what shut him down. As that happens, Not right away. No, no, I'm saying like yeah. you, you, he had his balance for a second. You know what? Eight seconds, and then just kind of. <laughs> it was crumbled. long. It was long enough to be real creepy. Yeah, it was. <laughs> that was like somebody just died. Dude, that was the, just died. That was the craziest yeah. card I've seen in a while. And the sure. previous to that was the heel hook, right? Or is it after? No, that's after. No, no, no. no. The heel hook was after. No, because we we didn't talk about Jacare Souza. Oh, Jacare got his oh, arm broken. Oh God, I love that man. Jacare got his arm broken. I would love broken. to meet that man. That guy's he, amazing. He, he is, and he's, he's so cool. Yeah. First of all, I don't know what they put in the water, Manaus, because oh, I know dude. so many like Brazilians from Monsters Manaus. Monsters like him, huh? I mean, Amazon people. They they are the first of all. If you don't know where Manaus is, it's in Brazil. Manaus. It's, it's, it's up right, in the Amazon rainforest. It's right in the rainforest. It's the gateway <laughs> yeah. to the rainforest. Yeah, yeah. So you got these people that are, you know, Portuguese mixed with Amazonians. 
I you could see his eyes just phase out as oh, he fell back. Yeah, yeah, that was real scary. You're right, Tim. It was weird. Oh, it was God. like uh, so. So that then the the problem the real problem was that Mike Beltran, who's the ref, di- hadn't seen it either, yeah. and was like, "Wait, what?" And he, he was like trying to figure out is this guy playing possum. So he had to like process too much oh, information God. to get there to protect him in time. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's on the wrong side just by chance, Bye. by chance Bye. of where the guy fell. Yeah. If he would have seen, if he just if he'd have fallen the other direction, Beltran would have seen it immediately and saved him from those shots. But he took two more, two more full on no defense Edson shots. Barbosa to the head. is a. Freaking monster! So, how how old is he? Uh, I can't. I don't think he's. he's, he's seventy two. <laughs> so no, but he's getting like he's, he's getting older. He's getting older, well, but he's getting better and faster. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to get too far from this. So that's a good point. The speed of the combo probably is what caused the yes. weird damage because I don't think people get hit very often with a punch combo that happens as fast as that. No, it, right? No, it's and that's really the issue. Only- that was the issue. Yeah. That and like perfect timing, like perfect timing and perfect so placement. Yeah, that is, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't, if you, you want to get into fighting, watch that combo because that was beautiful. And and if you don't fully understand, you know, maybe jujitsu people, you're like, yeah, no, punching hurts because it's hard, and then some guys could punch that, harder than others. But but what is the what is the combat? What is the what are the attributes of a punch that make it really speed. powerful? You know, with everything in life, it's speed and uh, and weight, speed and force, right? Speed and force, right? Yeah, I but could... wait, but wait, let me say this: if you don't fully understand, think of it like this: if I take a thirty-eight cartridge and I throw it at his chest, it bounces off and he laughs at me. Ha ha, funny joke. If I shoot it at him out of a gun, the same thing goes right through his body. Yes, and and that's the difference. And, and then the only difference in that is speed. Speed. I mean, you can you know. A uh, sumo wrestler versus a sprinter uh, versus a, um, I don't know, what's a uh, Muay Thai kick. Uh-huh. Yeah, you think a big, strong, brrr. I mean, we all see that. Like, he's the, not going to be able to kick you very hard. No, he's not going to kick Because he can't you. get that thing and moving. It's, it's pushing. Like, you know, it's, he's going to push you down. Yeah. yeah. Versus a Thai kick, which is coming. It's a smaller object hitting you in. Super fast. Super fast in the head. Yeah, that's going to suck. And he, you know what's the crazy thing is he probably, yeah, he felt it. You think, oh, my God, that's got to be painful. He probably didn't feel he didn't feel those two shots on the ground because he was out. Oh, right. Yeah. He was. No, 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 no. I'm just saying the damage O-U-T. that for later. Yeah, I'm saying for later. Oh, he know, has a headache. Bad. He's probably still got a headache. He's probably so, wearing sunglasses inside. Yeah, so <laughs> we need to check on that. Have you ever been knocked unconscious? I never did ask you that. I never, never like truly unconscious unconscious, but I've been flash knocked out. And, Where you kind of, and then it came back up? Yeah. Yeah? Uh. Did in you training. did that? Did in that training. in training? Yeah. Did that have long lasting effects to, for you? Like like a couple days later and that kind of thing. Um, I want to say no, but the answer is yeah. I mean, I, I I can tell you like there's probably weeks of my life where I was I, I come from the old school of sparring. Like old when I say old school, the caveman days of you know ATT style, not ATT, um, American kickboxing, where they just spar every day and every day you'd spar and spar and spar and spar. It's not till recently we got um, the MMA community was like, "Hey, you know that's kind of a bad idea to spar." Oh, right! Day. It became a, a narrative. Yeah, it was like because oh. of Rogan and um, somebody I forget who was on there was talking about it. I, I don't spar at all. Well, <laughs> you know who was recently? Not this is only like this is probably like the third this person. Been, this has been who, like ten years. Like this has been right, like right. That's what I was gonna say. This is like th- third person to talk about it. 
um, was uh, Holloway, and then but before that, I think maybe even five G- or ten years before, it was GSP. Yeah, these guys. Yeah, it was GSP. Yeah, uh, Winkle Johns Camp. That's right. They were starting to refine how they did it. Robbie Lawler, even. Yeah, I mean, you know what? The sparring every day. Yeah, you know, makes you tough and it, it makes you a gritty person. I mean. Even just doing jujitsu, rolling every day makes you gritty. Like, oh yeah, I can get out of this armbar just by you know tenacious uh-huh. tenaciousness. Versus, all right, cool. You know, let's uh, let's roll light and have fun and you know whatever, whatever. And just put our frames and just put our frames be. where it's supposed to be. And now, <laughs> yeah. look, look, I'm gonna escape this armbar yeah, this way. I'm gonna limp and you. It's it 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 creates a smarter way to train. I mean. So like, you're saying that uh, apply, st- applying that mentality to striking is beneficial because yeah, you don't get knocked out. Exactly. Yeah, and yeah. You, you know what? Your knockouts, just say you get knocked out in training like three weeks before a fight. Oh, then it, it happens. Affects, it, it, it happens. It affects it could be, your ability to get knocked out. It could be a flash knockout yeah. where you see lights like, okay, wow, what, what just happened? Yeah. Surfboard to the face. Yeah. Versus <laughs> that, can, you know, depending on your brain and all that, like depending on how, how well you take care of yourself – and all that does correlate because you know what that one little flash knockout it builds. I mean, concussions are you know I I'm a little worried about myself because I know I have some CTE. I know I have it. You know, I played football for years. Well, that was probably I, worse I, than I, even fighting. I fought for years. I sparred for years. Like I said, there was days in my there was like three days of my life where I kind of just had I'd walk around in a fog. Then the weekend would come out and I'd be like, I, okay, I'm not gonna spar, whatever, whatever. And I was like, okay, I'm back to clear. Monday, we'd spar again. And I'd get kind of, okay, yeah. And I was doing, I was sparring two times a day, three times a day. Yeah. Not good. And it wasn't just, you know, standing sparring. It was, uh, you know, jujitsu sparring, you know, rolling. Oh, right, right, right. Rolling with punches. You know, Muay Thai, MMA, boxing. And doing all that, I mean, that's not a healthy way to live. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, Mass acceleration. Yes. X acceleration. Acceleration. Um, but see, like I went on this tangent. Now I'm like I'm trying to recall because all the CT. <laughs> but Tim says uh, the Dagestani's uh, supposedly uh, could be the Dagestani wrestlers train every day, but going light. Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Like you can train every day. Yeah. You know, um, John Donahue. He and um, they train every day. They train every day, seven days a week. And if you're hurt, you go light. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That, that's a good way to do it. It's kind of how we do it. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm I'm not like we used to go. I mean, not a hundred percent, but almost to hundred in Miami or Atlanta, and, Atlanta, Atlanta. Yeah. And I'm I'm not I'm not you know you don't advocate it. You're saying I, that's just what you're. I'm doing. not you know I'm not diminishing that. I mean, right. I, I I enjoy it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed being a caveman. Yeah, yeah. But now, but, yeah. but now that I look back and I'm like, ooh, that was not the brightest thing I've ever done. So let me ask you this. Uh, let's get to this. Um, uh, Jacare thing. Did oh. Jacare in that arm bar where he got his arm spun? To, it was a spiral fracture. Yeah. So uh, you could tell from the it was a shoulder lock, really. That yeah, didn't yeah. go because he didn't tap, and so bam, the upper arm broke. Yeah. Thank God his shoulder didn't let go and just pop out. But oh. um, that would have been way worse because this can heal. I mean, I don't know which is worse. That was sucked too. Oh no, you have to get surgery for that, and this it can just. Kind of I think they might have had. They to have to do surgery, surgery for but... that too. But yeah, he. But his arm was at an angle. So that's the second time his arm that. That arm broke. It was the same. That was the same one that Roger broke. Yes, Roger. that's why I was yeah. like, "Ooh!" And that's why I think he was like, "Oh, hey, this yeah. broke before." I'm cool. Upper arm? Yeah. I think it was. Oh, okay. people want to say it was a shoulder dislocation because he put it in his he put it in his belt and he was up on points and he survived the next yeah. whatever minute and a half and made the fight. Yeah, and won the fight. Yeah, the match. 
What did I say? Fight match. So jujitsu. It's not a fight. (laughs) So (laughs) just kidding. So uh, yeah. So if it was, that'd be interesting. If it's like because supposedly when you break a bone and then it heals, it's it's supposed to be stronger in that spot. But man, that was nasty. It was it was so loud, and the commentators they were like they didn't hear it because it must have been loud in the arena. Oh my god! But I heard it on TV. I heard it. I was like, <laughs> like I I was literally like, mid sip of a beer. I heard the pop. I'm like, ah! Ah! <laughs> like it yeah. took me a good like five. It took me a good <laughs> five seconds where I realized I'm like, yeah. oh that was his arm. Like almost as long as that dude's knockout. <laughs> exactly. That's where I was like, like going oh, with oh, that. You just fell back. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You fainted? <laughs> yeah, I about fainted. No, but man, Jacare Souza is, first of all, a Brazilian hero. I was pulling for him when he first came into too. the UFC. I'm like, this guy's going to dominate, and he's going to show that jiu-jitsu is not oh. only... Jiu-jitsu is not only dominant, but if you have good striking, you can use it to negate other jiu-jitsu so, to stay on the feet. What? So, I have a little... I got a little heated at somebody at the bar because they were like, they were talking trash about jiu-jitsu. Oh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen. uh, Hello. Yeah. Who won the top of the card? Ladies and gentlemen, jiu-jitsu is not just submissions. Mm -mm. People want to. Jiu-jitsu is defending jiu-jitsu. Jiu-jitsu is. Control. Control, grappling, position. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what what I'm trying to say is I was at, I was watching the fight and said, oh, somebody was like, you know, talking trash on jiu-jitsu. Oh, that submission didn't work. Ha, ha, ha. I'm like. First of all, man, no, you're wrong. Second of all, no, you're you're wrong. There's yeah. another word I wanted to put in there, but we're being fan- all right, friendly. All right, yeah. But no, like it 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 kind of irked me because I was like, dude, you have no idea what you're talking about. Why are you here? Like I went like I wanted to go like like super super intellectual. No, no, yeah, MMA fan because I've I've watched it since the first one. I'm like, bro, you have no idea what you're talking about. I always hate seeing these guys like stand and bang. It's the same kind of characters. Let's talk about this because watching UFC cards in public is so challenging. Because <sighs> now that you know, I mean, you know, you know enough and have for a long time to have it be a painful experience to be at BW, uh, BW Wild Wings or whatever. Yeah, yeah and it, it's okay. It's okay. You got to like, but you got to turn off a lot of stuff. You have to, to turn be off like, your brain. Right, yeah, you have to turn I'll off do, your like yeah. listeners to and, the crowd. And maybe it's good for stoicism. To it, practice stoicism, it is because you can sit there and go, "All right, I can I can accept that this person doesn't know much about what they're looking at." And, Colin Moulton, and they're what? <laughs> you're right, Colin Moulton. <laughs> <laughs> Colin Moulton, you're correct. <laughs> One um, minute left, Colin. Moulton. <laughs> but the truth is that, like, you, uh, you, you, you know, you have to like really think about it consciously. That like these people aren't necessarily a holes. They just really aren't. They're they really educated. don't know what's they're going on. They're not educated. But you no, know, you see that, and I, it, my. Once again, this is my ego coming in where I'm like, bro, you you have no idea what you're talking about. Go sit in the corner and be quiet. That's what I want to tell him. But then I'm like, okay, cool. Because you know what? The fact that the, the that the stakes are so high for those that those people of those people fighting, and you're invested in them because you know who they are. Yeah. These other people that don't know the sport, they just see two people fighting. They don't get how high the stakes are the and how personal it is. Wrestling to, wins. And like, how personal. And how personal it is to not only those fighters, but to the people watching it who understand yeah. and who are invested in the fighters. It actually becomes really personal. So, uh, so that's a challenging spot to be in. It is. It is. <laughs> you have to be so patient. And then, like th- this person was not part of our group. Uh huh. It wasn't. You know. But I heard it. I'm like, I overheard. It, I'm like, I was going to the bathroom, and I heard that. I'm like, 
you're an idiot. I make the mistake. I always make the mistake of engaging and being like, I, well, wait, but like and try to explain it. But they're not ever going to hear it. They're, no, they're half I, of them are drunk. Yeah. And but like, also not like, even not even drunk, but like belligerently drunk. Yeah. And also, like, how long did it take you to really get a lot of things in jujitsu? It takes a lot. It's not uh, you're not going to have it in one conversation is going to fix this. Uh, I'm still right. A the, lot. Like, right. It's, a, the, it's a process, man. It's a process. Yeah. The fundamental stuff is yeah. what I'm talking about. Like, to I'm get, still working on that. <laughs> So my point is, no, that, like, but, it would. It's you're not going to fix it in one conversation at a wild place, yeah, yeah, but or, no, or it, even in your personal living room yeah. where you have you know your friends over and like some of them are like what are neighbors. You, why are they yeah. doing that? Blah blah blah. Like I always feel like an asshole, honestly. When why? It, because because I I can't accept this ignorance, <laughs> and so I like start to chime in, and then all of a sudden everybody's quiet. I'm like, oh no. Now I'm just like now I look like I'm trying to like say something, and like, like I know all this stuff, and so then I got to stop and just sit there and then it's like awkward because they don't want to talk because they know, you know they that don't meme? know yeah it's you know weird. that meme where it's, weird. it's like a blue belt the turn like knows knows exactly what's going on and then turns into a helio at the end of it no no <laughs> there's a meme it's like oh i'm a blue belt watching ufc fight a b-dubs and it's like a picture of like a regular guy regular guy regular and just kinda, it. it kind of fades into a helio because it's a blue belt <laughs> oh that's funny <laughs> but man I don't know, but anyway, it brings up a good point that like watching UFC cards Ooh. with other people is a is a, a challenging some, thing if they're not. It can be a chore if they don't train. Yes, but no. Speak about not training. What was up with not tapping to that heel hook? So Tony that was Ferguson is a that was a weird transition. Tony Ferguson is a crazy person. I have a I have an opinion about this, or a, uh, I have a theory about what happened. He he was. I think he made a choice to not tap to it, he, obviously. obviously. And he's like, I'm not tapping to this heel hook. I'm going to lose it. He anyways. also didn't escape. He didn't really try to escape no. it. So he just thought, I'm going to fight through this. What I guess, or whatever he thought, he th- maybe thought that it's dead to rights. I, I either tap or I guess since we're going to go ahead and let this thing go, yeah. let's let it go and see what I can do with it. And so once it popped, the pain stopped. <sighs> so no, no, the pain stopped. Yeah, no, Think but- about it. The pressure so, was all because the knee was trying to stay together. And then when it went, then oh. then all of a sudden the pain stopped. Yeah. So he's like, oh, okay, now I can kick. And that's what <laughs> happened. And, yeah. So Benil Dariush was like, is it Benil Dariush? Yeah. yeah. Benil, Benil, Benny. Benny, yeah, that's right. Benny Dariush. So uh, Benny was like, uh, that's how he described it. He goes, man, he's a grimace and all this. Stuff. And then all of a sudden he just started kicking yeah. me. I was like, God, man. <laughs> yeah. By the way, that, that is one of the nicest guys I've ever he heard funny, on Mike. man. That was freaking hilarious. That was a cool. Po- it was a really cool post uh, fight press conference, and because shout I, out because I learned a lot about him in that, which I didn't know, and um, and I liked. Yeah, and then also, honestly, Michael Chandler. Michael Chandler, he, he's an. I believe he. Ro- I believe he rose to the occasion in the fight, and I believe he rose to the occasion in defeat. And I have a new respect for him that I didn't have coming into it at all. I. Not just because of the way it looked him coming in two no. fights, but but also just in general the way he presented himself in that first fight yeah. and how he's like wanting to take the world by storm and all this stuff. And I put on my work boots like my dad, and like I'm like, ah, we get it, bro. It was like sicky sweet, and I didn't want it. And then when I saw him in defeat talk in that press conference, I got a new respect for him. So and also in the fight. Um, last podcast, me and you did. We talked about. I talked about that. Um, that uh, YouTube channel I followed. Um, Molly McWhoopass, and he was talking about about Michael Chandler, and that really got me on him. Like, all right, yeah, cool. You did mention that. I I I I, I really do like Michael Chandler and how he accepts defeat. He accepts. He's it. good. And it was in and 
everything that they said and everything that he says, it could, you know, it, at the end of the day, it could all, all be, it could all be for show and bullshit. But I don't, no, no, no. You no, can no, no. tell. I, 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 you can tell. But I mean, I'm going to say it. it could be, it could be all facade, and he could be, you know, right now crying back at home. I love me, but no. The what? way he presented himself was as a champion. He presented himself as a champion that day. Now, yeah. what is it? What is it about the way you present? About the way you accept defeat that makes that that's different between someone who um, is a champion and who's someone who isn't. Like, so, can you be a champion and still be a petty bastard? Probably. Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. So, what does that mean then? So, in in my opinion. If win or lose, you should always, first of all, always be yourself. You know, it doesn't yeah. matter. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, a, if you're an, if you're, if you're just a freaking douche. Yeah. If you're going to be, if that's who you oh, are. Yeah. yeah Cause you're, if you, if that's who you are, be that person. Cause there is people who own that. Yeah. Just own it. Yeah. And if you just say, like, um, just say like what Michael Chandler did. Yeah, you know, he, he's one of these guys who's always a hard worker. And you could see it. You could see the way he talks, the way he does things. He's going to work hard. And the way he defeated it was like, all right, yeah, you know what? I lost, but I'm going to come back better and stronger and, you know, fix the holes in my game. And you could the way he was talking about that, and not he didn't say those words, but you could hear it like, oh, this is what I need to work on. I'm going to go back. I'm going to come back. And, yeah, you know what? I'm going to try to get the belt next time. Not because I'm I I, I deserve it. Ah, you know, he he wasn't doing that chest beating bull, bullshit that right. we, you know, we hear a lot of. And he was saying he's like right, I need yeah, to fix some things. I need to and fix some I things. know I'm capable of coming back exactly. And, and that and to me that mentality, like the same mentality Gordon Ryan has, the same mentality that you see these people who are at the top level, like Michael Jordan. Yeah, you know what? He was a he was a douche. Yeah, he is a douche. Yeah, everyone, everyone you ever hear about Michael Jordan, he, yeah, yeah, he'll, but he owned it and was like, "Yo, I'm better than you." Right. I'm gonna make sure I'm better you than everything. Wait a sec. So, when and you, if if you are better than me, I will make sure I get better than you. So, what you're saying is that like he did it in a way that didn't show insecurity; it no, showed confidence. It That's showed the confidence. difference. Yeah. So I'm speaking of Michael Chandler. Um, yeah, that, that's, right. That's what it so, was. So, so I, maybe this isn't in our control as much as you think. It is. Like maybe a person who is very confident, and does know themselves, gets in a situation where they do get defeated in a way that challenges their insecurities. So we all have them. Yeah. So maybe you're very confident. Maybe you're very comfortable being you, as Chael says about uh, Ben Askren. Nobody's nobody's as comfortable being themselves <laughs> as Ben Askren. That dude is so comfortable being Ben Askren. <laughs> but, but no no but that's a good point. But wait, wait, let me finish my thought. So um so M- Michael Chandler um, just took defeat with knowing that he's young enough to come bounce back. He's new enough to bounce back and make this happen. He can still he still through that defeat understands that he's capable of coming back and doing. Yeah. He felt it. Now, what if that doesn't happen? What if the fight happens? You get beat, but you get beat in a way that makes you go, "All right." Like like f- for instance, Ferguson. So Ferguson same night fights third loss in a way that probably makes him think. That probably, if he's going to be insecure, now's the time. Yeah. And so you, because I honestly, when I see him in interviews, I see an insecure man. I don't see a champion. I, and, and, uh, and so, so, and, but it's always kind of been like that. 
My, so my question is, can a Michael Chandler be defeated in a way that takes away his, his confidence to return and makes him question it enough that he loses his ability to control his insecurities and then he, and then he loses the ability to accept defeat? Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no. Or, I, or is being a champion being a Donald Cerrone, for example, where you – maybe Donald Cerrone's an example of somebody who, who has been through that now and, and has shown that he is a champion because he was able to not let his insecurities take over in that moment. Because his last interview was just like that yeah. where he was like, I got to face some things right now and figure this out, but I'm not going to get petty right now. This is, this is where I'm at. So – I feel like I could fight at a lower weight, um, but he never came out and said, you know, anything petty. So, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, no, no. I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to get bit, it. It's a little bit specific and detailed about the 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 act of uh, you know what I'm, being yourself and being confident and and uh, the difference between that and being insecure, right? Yeah, it, it's a balance. It's you know everything in life is a balance. But so the the thing about I think. Tony Ferguson. I'll, go, I'll start Poor with Tony Ferguson, Ferguson. Man, I felt so bad. I felt bad. I, two, I feel bad for two him. cards in a row where we watched somebody go through that, and then and break, like break Cowboy an arm, was the week before. Break, oh well, you know, saw him break his arm. And mm. rip, I'm talking about two cards no, in no, a row. No. Two cards, two weeks in a row that we watched a fighter go through what Ferguson went through, which is like so, third loss, solid defeat, yeah. makes you question what you are, what I'm, you do. I'm going to go back on Tony, and first of all, I like Tony Ferguson. But I think he was drinking the Kool Aid on himself a little too much. He had too much sure. of that. Maybe that Bravo Tony. approach of like, oh, I'm the toughest guy, exactly. and I'm going to use these like sayings and make you feel intimidated. Maybe he got a little caught up he in got it himself. Up in it. Yeah, he got caught up and, in his own. Which you know what? And lost his reverence yes. for the combat for and the actual we, conflict. We've all we all can go through that. I mean, we say that, but there's a guy who didn't tap to a heel hook that we're talking about. I know, but we all can go through that. Like we can all go. In in life, we can all oh I'm the baddest I'm the baddest I'm ever here, I'm bruh. But if you if you are like <laughs> if you go through that and you have to realize, you know, Tony Ferguson's not a young man. He's thirty seven. I mean, yeah. that's old in MMA communities. I mean, look, a perfect person that broke his arm was Jacare Souza. He broke his arm, looked at it like, oh, cool. And, you know, congratulated the guy. It was like, hey, that was a good win, this, that, the other. Now, it's how you're raised, man. It's it's how you feel about yourself. If you have to be that guy, if you have to be Tony Ferguson 24-7, seven days a week, you know, 30, whatever, 365 days a year, you have to be that guy. You have to live with yourself. So, you have to live with yourself. And you have to be like, all right, um, what – what is wrong with what I'm doing? Or you, like you said you can be petty, and oh well, you know I'm I'm Tony Ferguson. I I, I don't tap to nothing, bro. It, this is the messed up thing is like amateurs talking about professionals. <laughs> <laughs> oh right, right, right. But well, we're just trying to trying to explore this with them. I'm, In I'm, my opinion, I'm just exploring the experience yeah, with no, no. them, trying to discover what how these things can apply to us in our regular everyday life. Like, if you want to be a champion in your everyday life, yeah. How do how does that look? You know, in in um, you it, know, it and, and this you. is a good example. Well, each individual is different, but the points that we're making are the same. In that. Um, being comfortable with who you are is the is the root, kind of the main fundamental part, and then being um, and then being confident about what you're doing because you're putting in the best you can without being overconfident. 
And that's what I'm thinking about Tony Ferguson. He right. thinks – I think he but, – But he's a weird guy, and he always was a weird guy. So maybe he's never been really comfortable with who he is because he comes at it like he's insecure. And maybe that fundamental thing's missing, and that's yes. why he wavers. That's, that's why in defeat he doesn't look quite like a champion, yeah. like a Cerrone. Well, Cer- Cerrone's reversal out of side control, then – then Armbar from guard against Mike Perry on the 25th anniversary card was one of the early drivers of time waiting, wanting to try jujitsu. Oh, for Kim. Uh, uh, it sucks to see him go through the rough patch. Uh, yeah, no, it's not a rough patch. No. He's an old guy. He's an old guy. He's, he's a little been a slower. Lot of fights. And, uh, and he's been knocked out uh, wasn't there enough a card? times that it matters. Hey, wasn't there a card where he fought himself? <laughs> I put that on the thing. He's, he's every car- fighter on every card for a while. <laughs> yeah. No, but um, so it, let, wait, wait. Let me. So, so what he's saying makes a good point. It's not. He said rough patch, but this isn't a rough patch for Donald Cerrone. This is a pivotal moment in his career where he's going to switch now to a lower weight to try to stay in the game. But the game's changed for him yeah. because now he's going to be dealing with guys that are even faster. So so at 145, that's a much faster yeah. weight class. Um, so so I think he's got to be the champion that we know he is and say, I'm going to fight this thing and see how it goes. And then I'm going to either – I mean I'm going to accept that this is where we are or I'm – but I think he's capable of doing it. I don't know that Tony is. So – And and for the one reason that I don't think he's as comfortable being himself. Maybe it's that root thing. And maybe that's how it applies to us because here we are living our lives trying to be the best people we can, meaning I want to be a champion in my personal life. And if I'm a champion, that means that I have to first and foremost find a way to be comfortable with who I am. That means know who I am. Yeah. And And if I don't do that, then that fundamental thing's missing. I don't have base. There's no base. So I could be the most badass submission hunter ever. You're going to roll me and sweep me every yeah. single time. So, Or when adversity happens, I get swept. Yeah. It's, you know, going to another. On that, I'm going to drink. Thank you. Bam. Anyway, sorry. Another, no. another thing is um, we, uh, we, no one's really talked about this is I think Diego, Diego Sanchez, um, Tony Ferguson can go the Diego Sanchez route. Go full lunatic? Yeah. Oh, he's already a full <laughs> lunatic. But no, like... What, what do you mean? Have you... So, Diego Sanchez, I mean, you know, he got cut from the UFC. Yep. Because of his coach. Because, well, you not, could say because of his coach. No, his coach had a lot to do with that. Yeah. Okay. Because he was like... He was... I'm, I'm because not, of his commitment to yes. his coach. Now, he... And then I saw some videos of him hanging upside down, getting punched. I'm like, that's not good. Right. Yeah, we, was, we talked about that we talked about thing. that earlier, getting you know CTE and all that crap. Yeah. But no, like if Tony if Tony doesn't figure what he has and what he needs to do, he's and refine go, it in a serious it. way. Yeah. Or I mean, I mean, I I love watching Tony Ferguson fight. I mean, he's a great fighter, but. Maybe it's about that time. Maybe it's that time to hang it up, man. Maybe. Or maybe he's an example of how far you can get with a completely unorthodox yeah. uh, fundamental. Because he is, he does have a very completely unorthodox, oh, fun, unorthodox fundamental. Yeah. Meaning that like his stance, his movement, his footwork, they work because they're weird, but they're also not, uh, they're not quite. The, they don't have quite the mobility he needs for where he's at with certain fighters. It was working for a while yeah. be, because of maybe attributes he had as a younger man or something. He was a little fast. But when you taller. add that, but you, when you add that in, the, maybe the fundamentals when 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 the age and athleticism slips and the fundamentals aren't there, you have an issue. So one thing we you're just saying is like, you know, going back to your base, Tony Ferguson is a hell of a good wrestler. 
you know, he was an American, you know, he, he wrestled. Maybe oh, wrestling's a technical thing too though, maybe, but if you if you're funky and have weird fundamentals, people don't defend it. Maybe what, they need goes, to and then maybe if he goes back to his base, back to, you know, more wrestling base, more boxing base, and maybe maybe, you know, the one thing I, I I've seen is like a lot of people that are you know, super good have really good base, you know, like base in life, base in jujitsu, base in everything. You speak yeah, it, I know. yeah. But like if you can if you are not intelligent, but if you are emotionally intelligent to go back to your base and be like, Okay, you know what? I need to work on I you know, I gotta work on this. Michael Chandler. We'll, we'll bring yeah. him up. The way he took it is like, okay, you know what? I have my wrestling base. I have my boxing base. I need to go back to these things again. Yeah. Relook at everything. Build off of them. Build again. off of it. And, and then figure out where the holes were. Now, his whole, I think part of his whole in, you know, Bellator was the mind game. He was like, oh man, what was wrong with me? Then he figured it out. Yeah. And oh, well, he, see, I don't know that history, but that was the issue. issue yeah, he was having like. How he, he got to champion there. Yeah, you know, he did, you know, he did really good and was, you know, he kind of did like what we were talking about with Tony Ferguson, where he was like, "Yo, I'm gonna just, I'm a beast here. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna learn these things, but I'm not going." Then he'd like, you know, he won the championship, lost two fights in a row. I was like, "Dude, what is going wrong with me?" And then I said, like, he would go to a, uh, you know, a wrestling match, and he'd always like lose to the top guy, always lose. And it wasn't like it was, it was always a close match, but he'd find a way out. Yeah. Then, he didn't think of himself as a champion. Exactly. Champion. And I think that's part of the mindset, man. Like, as a champion. That's why I brought up Michael Jordan. Maybe, where, maybe here, here's something we do. We sabotage, like you said, sabotage self-sabotage. ourselves. And the reason we would do that is because we don't know who we are. Exactly. So we're not prepared. And that fundamental thing isn't there. Whereas if some people slip past, they make it. Yeah. And, but they still don't have that key element. And so uh, maybe in life, if you're applying this to your life, maybe that's the key thing is like, sit down, take, like, sit back. And figure out who you are. What are these limitations you have? Who Who is the best you? What are your attributes that you have that are good? And be comfortable with those and not feel threatened when people tell you about shortcomings you don't know or even shortcomings you do know. and uh, Or they and display shortcomings it. you have in themselves and then so you attack them. And that's sort of these insecurities. So, yeah. so if you can feel comfortable with who you are and get that set and build off of that, then you've got something to work with long term. Yeah. But, but if you don't, you don't, right? right Is I that agree. what we're saying? Well, you can what we're all... learning from these people that are putting their lives on the <laughs> <Yeah>. line. <laughs> but here's the thing. You can always go back. Like in, you know, there's never there's never a point of diminishing returns you know once you know who you are no like and if and if you care to know that right if you care if you care and there's you can always live that same cycle that you're going through of oh i'm the greatest then i lose then i'm bad and then i lose and i, I went through that cycle i've been it through mad, that cycle mad of the circumstances and then you can realize like okay you know what i'm i'm creating these problems cuz there's a there's a flaw in what i'm doing it could be in. It could, you know, we'll bring it back to like jujitsu. Like today, when you're going over the paper cutter choke, why isn't this working? Why, well, yep. you know, this, that, the other. Like, I didn't have my shoulder in the right place. I didn't. You didn't do this. You didn't do that. You were gripping. You were squeezing. Or and like, where do you put your consciousness? Yeah, where you put your 
where you put your effort. Cause right, your consciousness. What are you consciously doing? Because that, that's the thing about jiu-jitsu that I'm starting to learn now, that it's all about what I'm consciously doing. Yeah. The subconscious stuff should be put, to, put there in the drilling. We talked about that, yes. too. That, like, I'm not, I'm not landing mounted where I need to be. I'm not, my body's not doing what it's supposed to do so that I could start from a place where I can then work. So then I'm having to think about that, and I'm a step behind now. Yeah. And then you um, – so, like, that's what the difference is, man. It, I, and that's where I was trying to get to is, like, you look at the guys who – you know, we, we're looking at two guys, first of all, superior athletes, guys who are dedicated to that sport. And you just see the two different mindsets. And personally, I like Michael Chandler's mindset. He's comfortable with being Michael Chandler. He is – he's like Ben Askren being yeah. Ben Askren. Yeah. But yeah, and and he's got a little bit of that thing where you're like, are are is this guy insecure? Is that why he's saying I, these things? But it actually didn't come out that way. It, once I knew the saw the big picture, I got it. Yeah, it's, it's not like that. Well, I mean, he probably is insecure on things, and everybody it's, is. It's okay, and he but, realizes that it's okay to be insecure on certain things. I mean, everyone's insecure. A lot of people don't show it that I have to be manly. I always have to be rah, rah, rah. I have to be alpha. Like, so, so let's talk about this too then. Um, oh, so then – oh, go on. ahead. I got one more thing about that card. Well, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm on the card okay. still. Okay, okay. Oliveira. Bro, so, I was so, about so, to go there. Okay, so Oliveira um, gets kind of not – I wouldn't say dominate because there was a time where he was like – I think Chandler had him more hurt yeah. than he thought he had him. Yeah. Where he had his – he was down on the ground. He was moving his head down on the ground like this because he got hit. I don't think he got hit and hurt. I think he got hit and didn't like it and yes. went, all right, let's see how this works and put his head down low thinking I can slip upside down like this. And he did. Yeah. And then and then in that case, he thought, well, maybe I could draw him into the ground doing that. And he did draw him into the ground doing that. Yeah. But then he got something he didn't like, which is a pretty dominant top position uh, fighter. And he's like, okay, well, this is hard to handle. And then he came out and put him on his heels the next round. Yes. Did exactly what he needed to do. So, first of all, man. That, that was my I, take. You know, we talk about this whole idea of, like, we were just talking about. Ch- Charles Oliveira, you know, people call him Charlie Olives. I'm, I won't do that. You know, Chael Sonnet said it perfectly. That man literally hasn't left his Provella or, you know, for people that don't. Favela. Favela. My bad. Yeah. But he, you know, he. A Provella would be interesting. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> you know, like, yeah. You know, he hasn't That's left where his, the warlords hang out. Yeah. Yeah. No, he hasn't left his hometown and he still trains at, you know, the places he trains at. And he provides for, you know, that whole little. Oh, does he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's at the farm. Yeah. Racing he's, horses. He still does that. Yeah, he lives and in he's his still. World. Well, I, I love that about him. And he still provides for, you know, his community. He's a very now, like yeah positive upbeat dude. But in the in the final in the interview thing, I, I learned something about him. What'd you learn? I didn't like him as much in the interview. I thought he was a little bit gnarly. I was <laughs> like, hey man, this guy's kind of mean. <laughs> yeah, is. yeah, it's a different and culture, a little man. overly confident maybe. But like, I thought of him more as like a cool, happy kid that's like kicking ass. Yeah. And then when I saw him in the interview, I'm like, oh, he, he's a little gnarly. Yeah, like, oh, dude. He's like, but he did grow up. I mean, he grew up that way. Yeah. And I knew that. I'm like, how did this like innocent childlike guy come out of that world? And then in the interview, when they were translating his words, I'm like, oh, oh. I, I totally had a different. It's because of his smile. Yeah, or something. exactly. I, I it's like totally those really different. white teeth. Yeah. That big old smile. He's I like, thought yo, him, I, 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 I beat that dude. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but no, um, like a couple of years ago, you'd watch, you know, Charles, Charles Oliveira fight and he, you know, he'd get on a winning streak and then lose. And then mm-hmm. lose again. And then get on another winning streak. And yeah. he'd be like a really streaky fighter. And what made me appreciate that is I don't know what he went through. Whatever he did was amazing because he was like, you know, he, he hasn't had it easy, man. He hasn't had it easy in life. He hasn't had it easy in, in you know, in fighting. He'd always get these like really tough fighters. 
And then, you know, he'd lose a fight and then have to go again and build that streak up. I mean, I'm not saying the UFC didn't want him champion, but it kind of seemed that way. Didn't want him as a champion? Yeah. Oh. Because he'd always, you know, it took him 25, uh, 28 fights. Yeah, but what do they have to do with it? If I'm, he's going to beat him, he's going to be Okay. I'm joking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, it, like 20, 20, what, eight fights to get to the championship where you have certain people who make it to yeah. two fights, which, yeah. I mean, I'm not. No, that no, isn't a good it example. But no, I know but you know what I'm saying? Like, longer than any other fighter. Yeah. And, yeah, for sure. I mean, that's just a statistic. The thing is that really impressed me is, like, what you said. He got. You know, he took his back. You, know, you thought he was going to finish it, but he didn't finish. And then he got slammed and then, you know, got back to his feet, got taken down, or I, I, I don't remember the sequence. And then was doing all that. I think Charles, Charles Oliveira from back in his streaky days. Would have lost that fight would in quit. the first round. Would have quit right there. So you think it was a – yeah. And I think the heart and the mind of a champion came in and was like, yo – I need to put this dude on his heels. He started thinking about how he wanted to change what was happening. Yes. And do the right and do the other thing that needed to happen. Yeah. And in his corner, he probably got the right guidance for it. I don't know what the details were there. But when he came out, he, he made it so that Chandler and I think I think in his defense, you don't know what you're dealing with no. when you walk in with a guy who's known for power and, and inside fighting. Yeah. You what are you gonna rush a guy who's known for inside boxing? Like, oh come on, man. No, you're he, gonna get hit. Yeah. So yeah, so I'm sure that he had to feel the strength of the guy first and it cost him a lot. More than maybe he thought yeah. because he ended up with you know here the guy can actually grapple too so like okay now we got something now we got so fight. then he said okay well I can handle this much and I kind of know the movement so now I can rush him yeah. now I can put him on his heels and, and do what I want to do and it worked that was I mean that was like a really a really good example of somebody who's like okay cool yeah you know what it, it was it's cool to see his growth from you know being yeah. that streaky fighter that was always like you know he'd win always be on the mid card. Until you know, getting to the championship level where yeah. he's where he's at now, being a champion, and yeah, you know what? He's he's kind of a cornball, dude. He's kind of a cornball with yeah. the bleach blonde hair, oh, super white teeth. Maybe uh, you know. I don't know. I think it's cute, but 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 I also <laughs> oh, yeah, you don't... definitely think it's cute. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I also feel like once you hear him talk and hear it translated, you learn something about his personality that he's got a vicious side, and he's not that innocent it, kid no, no, that you thought no. who's just happy to be there. He's he's pretty vicious. I, I like it and pretty gnarly. As anybody would be growing up in his circumstances, yes. and, and the way you have to be in this, yeah. And so, and so, I get it, I get it. But I just, I thought about him differently before than after. Same, and and I, then same as Chandler for me. I had a pivot. You I, already, you already were on. I, board. I was on Team Chandler, but yeah. you know what's crazy about that is I almost picked a hundred percent of the fighters on there. I missed one, you, one fight. It was what that, was it? The female fight. Oh I really? Thought, oh I, Lee. I, yeah. Well, you thought Shevchenko was going to win just because she's Shevchenko. No, I thought the Braz- no. I'm talking about last- the other girl fight. Yeah, last weekend's the, the Braz- yeah, yeah. Basically, that was, I chose that was all the Brazilians. Maybe that was preliminary or the prelims. I was yeah. I was I basically chose all the Brazilians. I thought Shevchenko and Lee. No, no, no. Shevchenko's little sister, dude. Yeah, yeah. She fought on last week. Uh, she didn't. Shevchenko's little sister fought Lee. No, no, she fought a Brazilian. No, it was a Brazilian. No, it was a Brazilian. On Bra- You're uh, Brazilian thinking of Valentino Shevchenko. I'm talking about her little sister. I did not see that fight. Okay, well, that was – yes, you did. It was on the fight card that we're talking about. <laughs> no, but I'm talking about there's a Brazilian female versus a – That was another girl fight. Yeah. yeah, and I had that fight wrong. That's the only fight I got wrong. 
Yeah. I was upset about myself. Because but... you don't care about girl fighters. I do. We've covered this. I do like girl <laughs> fighters. <laughs> hey, God, who was it? Chip, Chip. Well, I'm not going to look it up. But anyway, yeah, that she, her sister, I thought it would be way tougher, which she was tough. Yeah. But the girl that beat her was um, tougher. And uh, no, and... just a little craftier on the ground. It happens. And with girls, that's a much more dangerous thing because <sighs> they have more hip movement and hip flexibility, power there. Oh, yeah. That's a lot of power there. <laughs> and, and if I'm a girl, I'm definitely thinking, I I need to have dominant hip jujitsu yeah. because that's the stuff that's going to win um, in those kind of uh, scrambly, yeah, like un- unscripted moments of the fight where, like, yeah. you're standing, you end up on the ground, something happens, blah blah blah. Um, women have a lot of power on their hips, oh, yeah. and you can overpower another woman if you if you do it right. You can uh, overpower an- another, another woman. woman. I can overpower another. Okay, woman. so we just learned something about Colin, and Mr. Yeah, Colin. Yeah, yeah. I Mr. identify Colin. as a female fighter. Dude, I gotta take a piss. I'll be right back. What? I gotta take a piss. Okay. All right. Are you gonna do this? <laughs> all right. So that being said, uh, I think we. Well, let me talk about the private stuff. So, so the privates that we did. Um, uh, we talked about a, a position that I end up in a lot, which is. Um, I end up in a uh, kind of a side control under the shoulder, uh, oh paper cutter setup where I'm underneath and I grab the back of the neck and and um, or no no I'm underneath the inside sorry I have an inside hook on the arm and I'm underneath and I and I'm grabbing the back of the shoulder there the top of the shoulder heads here and then I come across and I'm looking for you know there's a paper cutter there with a gi but um but then oh wait we're getting a phone call hold on is this yeah okay hello can you hear me. Hello. Oh, I'm not hearing. Oh wait. Oh, hang on one second. I got you. Hold on. Are you there? Yeah. Hey. Hey, man. How you doing? Oh, hey. Who's this? Who's Enos Cletus? Oh, Cletus Enos. Cletus Enos. Hey, Cletus. What's going on? How you doing, buddy? Oh, doing good. I'm thinking about coming back. Down to Santa, man. I heard you have a good friend. Risotto Pequena? Risotto Pequena? You mean Shishota yeah. Pequena? No, Risotto, yeah. Risotto. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah man, uh, man. he trains here sometimes when he's in town. Oh, man. Well, I gotta get, man. You mean Shishota Pequena from yeah. Little Bitch of Jiu-Jitsu? Little Bitch, yeah, little yeah, bitch of Power, yeah, Little right Bitch there. of... Okay, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, Cl- yeah man. Just... Cletus, I can't remember hey, where man, you're man. from, Cletus. Where are you from? I'm from Dalton, Alabama. Dothan, Alabama? Yes, sir. You know, yes, you know, sir. I, I try to have a junkyard, junk jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, Tarantino, uh, and Capoeira. Capoeira? Did you, uh, did you used to, tr- who did you start training under? Hey, well, I started training under Rosario Pacano. I was at a really happy Well, I probably had to trip your grand contract. I think, doesn't it? Uh, oh, okay. At a, what did you yeah, say man. at a Molly Hatchet concert? Is that what you said? Uh, cover band concert, man. My friends were playing guitar. Yeah. Yeah, man. I was trying to get backstage, and I was trying to get backstage. You know, he, he had, my friend asked me, uh, my friend, uh, uh, Hank Williams Jr. Senior. What was his name? He was trying, Hank Williams Jr. Senior. Hank Williams Jr. Senior? Oh, yeah. Oh, you know yeah, that man. guy? Yeah, you know him, man. I thought you met him. Uh, I was trying to, he asked me to tell him, uh, I grab a hash and I'm trying to get back safe. And after I know, little Brazilian fellow put me in the leg lock and called it a, a hashy, a, a, a grammy. I'm like, no, man, I have a grammy a hashy on. A grammy a hashy. Yeah, no, that's a leg lock. It's called a hashy grammy. Yeah. So you got confused because uh, you're at a Molly uh, Hatchet concert? Okay. <laughs> that would make cover sense. Me, cover me. 
Yeah. I can barely understand what you said. What did you say? Next time you see Risotto? Yeah. Make sure uh, make sure, you know, give him my phone number. Okay, yeah, I will. I will. I've been trying to call here, man. I'll let Shoshota know that you're looking for him. It's Shoshota Pequena. Yeah. 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 Risotto, right? right. <laughs> All right. All right, cool, man. Well, thanks for calling in. I'm sorry you missed Paul. My friend Paulie handles my privates. Have you ever done a private with Paul? I don't know this man named Paul. Who are you talking about, man? Uh, he's a Are friend of mine. He, he does privates. He handles your privates. All right, man. <laughs> All right, okay. 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 Man. okay, we'll talk to you later. <laughs> All right, buddy. Okay, bye. <laughs> that was that was Cletus If <laughs> uh, Yeah, um, I had a feeling he might call today. I didn't know that. I didn't want to announce it because I didn't know for sure. But anyway, in the private we were doing, Paul, you missed Cletus Enos. Paul's back. Um, so anyway, uh, the uh, Cletus Enos called in. You missed it. Cletus Enos from Dothan, Alabama. He tr- he used to train with um, Shoshota Pequena back when he was down in Dothan doing seminars and stuff. When he first came from Brazil. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> yeah. yeah it, was a hard, it was hard to hear him. He must have had a speakerphone on uh, or something. I guess, I guess. You think uh, he might have had a speakerphone yeah. on? Okay, maybe he should not do that next time because <laughs> you couldn't very understand him. So, yeah. But just for future, if you talk to him, let him know to not go on speaker so that we can understand him. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'll do also, that. Also, there were chickens in the background. So. Oh, man. Man, I, I hear Dalton, Alabama has chickens, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> Big chicken farm area. <laughs> so anyway, uh, well, I was talking about the private real quick. Before we get going, we, we got to get out of here. I was talking about privates. But before we finish, I wanted to talk about what we worked on. We worked on um, some north-south control stuff, kind of, or side control, but that one kind of under the uh, shoulder. Like a paper cutter. Control for a paper cutter. But, but in Nogi, I was having trouble figuring out, like, where do I need to be to really make this thing count? And uh, we dialed it in. We dialed it in, um, but the most important part that I feel like we dialed in was the positional stuff um, that we were talking about, where it's like consciously deciding where to put parts of my body and my pressure. And I feel like in every time I do a private, and, the, and as you do privates, think about this, um, you have to like – you have to figure out where these fundamental things you're learning apply to the other parts of your game. Otherwise, you're just wasting money because yeah. you're just learning a move. You well, know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that's with every entry, everything you do, man. Like I went to the, I went to the Jeff Glover seminar. Really cool dude. Okay, dropping names. Oh yeah, name drop. Okay, What's Jeff. up? What's up? <laughs> so I'm friends with Jeff. No, no. <laughs> but no, one thing he brought up was you know, he was doing some fancy moves. Yeah, cool. It was great. I, I really liked it. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I have had other people contact me and say some other things. That's for another conversation. Okay. But one thing he brought up was you know the entries. Something I, I brought up to you was like, hey, you know, you gotta. Before and James brings it up all the time. Before you do something, you have to make sure you can get into it first. Because at the end of it, guess what? You're not in it. You have to like scramble to get back into that. Decent oh yeah, position. we talked about that yes. a minute ago. Yeah, that I had to adjust to try to get. Yeah. But if in my setup, if when I go to that position, if if in my setup I'm in the right position, then that move is a higher, a much higher it percentage has a move. Higher, yeah. Because part of the fight should not be me adjusting my position. No, it should be, okay, I have this. I catch it, and there it is. It's over. And now you defend, and then I do the other thing, or whatever, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> so in your case, in your case, what w- did you learn anything as an Uki today? I did. I learned so a lot. This is important. If you're doing privates, pick who you want to work with. Not only based on because we talked about body sizes Size and, and, and different things, and you'll be surprised at what bene- what can benefit you. Yeah. But um, but also who do you want to benefit from your private, and then think about you know how you can present to them like what they can learn from it, you know? So if I had a white belt come with me on today's private... It wouldn't have been good. It wouldn't have been helpful for them because this is stuff they're not going to be able to get. All the detailed positional stuff wouldn't have helped them any. No, I mean, first of all, you know, the small details did kick in. And something I've been working on as, you know, as I come up is actually teaching. And there were certain things I heard James say, and when he was doing it, I was like, oh. Oh, yeah. Like when I, I brought up the ice thing, like, you know, with pressure. Oh, you know my God. I, you said the greatest thing. Can I say it? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I love this. He he was saying that when somebody puts pressure on you, because I was put. he said the pressure creates Kazushi, which is movement. So Kazushi, you want Kazushi or you don't want Kazushi. But if you want Kazushi, if you don't have Kazushi, you want Kazushi, you put pressure. Then the guy moves. So the idea there is that um, if you're on the bottom and you're being moved by this pressure, you can't explode through it or like hurry through it or like blast explosively away from things because the way Paul put it, and I will put this in quotes and ask you to write it down and think about it forever. It's like walking on ice. And it really is, yeah. dude. Because once you start moving out of the thing, that wedge or that pressure can move into a million other positions that you don't want. And then if, and you ha- so when and I do that actually. I there's one move in particular that I'm really physically conscious about yeah. this with. And you know, do you know what it is? Can you guess what it is for me? The no, the move that I that I I tend to control the Kazushi of the opponent. I, I think it's uh, double uh, pa- guard passing. It's my underpass. Yes. And as I underpass and you try to come up and on your knees, I catch your hip and bring you right back yes. down. And I do it almost every time, no matter the size or strength of the opponent, because I time it. Because I'm always trying to keep you from coming up. I don't want to go get hooks. I want to keep you on your I'm trying to get you to your side. And if I anticipate that movement, I'm there before you. Easy. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know why that is. Maybe I just learned that one. It was an accidental <laughs> thing. But like, uh, but but that's one where I'm like – I. I'm creating an explosive movement, and you try to go with, and then I stop the explosion. Yes. And I don't let you walk on ice, and I go, no, I'm controlling this. I'm not walking on ice, and you aren't either. Well, when I'm walking on ice, the analogy is I walk on the ice. Now I break through that ice. Guess what? I'm going in the water, and then I'm cold, and then I'm dying. Okay. I'm in yeah. a submission and I'm getting oh, right. my arm broke yeah. or I'm in a bad position. But the main thing is your slip, your positional control, yeah. you lose all of it because you slide into whatever they're wanting you yeah. to do. Right, yeah. Yeah, so that was a really good analogy. Um, but yeah, like and then that. we worked on a north ch- north south choke, which is amazing oh, because that that thing right there is so detailed about where this is and that is and the pressure and the and the what you consciously have to do with five parts of your body at once and um and it, and also it has to do with the setup itself. So like it it had everything today. Yeah. That private had everything, even in just one move. You know, two moves, two moves, two moves. But one in particular was a north south choke. Once you get off the setup into the north south choke, that little part of it had every single. Um, element that you need to be thinking about when you're doing high level jujitsu. Oh, I yeah. think yes, yeah, yes, right on. So, uh, what are we gonna do again? When are we doing this again? I don't know, dude. I don't. Know. Happy one year anniversary of being Woo! just Paul, yeah, and his dog. Mm, 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 All, right. Mm. <laughs> All right. So, uh, thank you for listening to Post Roll Podcast. We're we glad to have you, Cletusinus. If you're out there still, Boom. thanks for listening. Um, John and Tim, thanks for hanging out with us yes. and uh, and interacting. You guys are the best. 
Uh, shout out to our sponsors. GJJSAV, Gracie Jiu-Jitsu's fan of the best place in the world to train the best martial art in the world. From the best dude in the world, under the best dude in the world, with the best people in the world. It's a good community. Tell your wife. Best, the best with the best friend in the world. And the best friend in the world. Uh, best Uki in the world. Thank you to great, uh, c- uh, Camera West for sp- uh, supplying our cameras. Uh, shout outs to ESA, Eastern Surfing Association at North Beach. Uh, this weekend, tomorrow, we're doing the the um, contest, and I'll be their MC in it. Uh, I'm not competing this year. No, no. I want to focus on jiu-jitsu. Right. I want to compete this year once, at least once. Yeah, you should do it. Yeah. So uh, thank you also to Gwacky Yerba Mate. Um, one day they'll give us free tea. Yeah. Another uh, shout out to Brookland. Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> Half sumo. Um, <laughs> uh, also, shout out to. You can hit that real quick. You can hit it. <laughs> Savannah Traditional Barbershop. If you need a good haircut in Savannah, go see my boy Alex North. Nice. Okay, we're out. Thank you guys so much for listening and watching. We'll see you next time. Yep, be safe, guys. Episode 30 in the can. In the can. In, in your can. can. Ooh, in your can with your private. Constant motivation and hours of frustration for every single revelation. Drilling hours and hours of technique from Master Sour. Just trying to figure out how and where he gets his powers. You better watch out for that sweep when you rolling in the deep so you don't go to sleep quicker than counting sheep. Put your time in on the mat. You better tap before you snap. You better not give up your back or you'll be taking a nap. You win, you learn, you're drilling to kill If you feel the burn and you got the will To put in the work on the mat in the lab Let's see, is that true or will you get stabbed? Camores and armbars and chokes on deck Don't let them get their arms around your neck You feeling the pain, no pain, no gain Ask Professor, he'll tell you the same Tap a thousand times, he say Live to fight another day Slap and bump before you play Your ego just gets in the way So if you're wondering how we made it Check out the associations Kinda like my other wife Crazy jujitsu for life they look at us and wonder how we made it. Sacrifice and work hard the basics. Know that look on your face, you hate it. You hate it, oh. And they look at us, wonder how we made it. Out here looking like the fucking greatest. I know that shit hurt when it's sinking in.